Dear listeners, I'm pleased to introduce you to today's guest, the Head of Innovation and Venture Office in the European Space Agency, Frank Salzgeber. Just a disclaimer, this episode is kind of special. This interview was recorded last month as a part of Czech Space Week, a scientific and space business festival happening in the Czech Republic and organized by the Czech Invest Agency and the Czech Ministry of Transport. If you are visually curious, and you want to add video content to this audio experience, please visit checkspaceweek.com and find the original recorded interview called Give Me Some Space. If you're satisfied with Frank Baritone and my hoarse voice, welcome to today's podcast. Enjoy. Hello there, dear ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to today's interview of Czech Space Week. This time the interview is called Give Me Some Space. And my today's guest is truly a space giver. And the European Space Agency, he is overseeing the largest space entrepreneurship network in the world. In the past, he managed an IT startup played with space lego and works for steve jobs not necessarily in that order welcome from frank salzgeber thank you great to be here please tell me how do you describe what do you do how do you describe that to your kids yeah it's it's difficult with my kids because they are not so space enthusiasts like i am uh, however uh, i was saying we're looking for the crazy ones the the round hats in the square holes and, and this we have done in the last 15 years and to, to innovate uh, ecosystem, you also have to innovate the agency. So I would say we are the, we were the last 15 years and that has changed now, but in the beginning we were the aliens in ESA, doing things a little bit different, a little bit smarter, um, supporting people which maybe not got support. And um, now it becomes boring a little bit because now everybody realized that it's the right thing to do. And do they really understand that? Like using the word entrepreneurship, ecosystem? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a very good question. I think some of them do. Yeah, it's like when you evangelize the people, when you do something the first time and everybody says, no, will never work. Then this is the advice I give to you all, you know, when uh, if, if you're in a company, if you're organization in the school, no, we never did that. Then you're on the right track. This is when, when you have really to do this stuff and, and say, okay, well, if it hurts. Um, I had my previous general director, Monsieur Dordain, I tried to imitate his accent. He said, Frank, I'm a mechanical engineer. And in mechanical engineering, if you do something new, you have friction. If you have no friction, you do something wrong. And my answer was, okay, then I, we do something terrible, right? Because I have so much friction. So friction is always a good measure that you do the right things. If people complain, if nobody complains, you're on the wrong track. So you do friction in space entrepreneurship? Yes, I would say I burned my finger. So I was joking that the color of my of, of my face is not coming from the sun. It's more for the barbecue of some people internally. But that's okay. That's part of the game. Uh, if if you convince them later, then they turn around and then they copy you and then it's fine. So being the icebreaker is sometimes tough, but it makes much more fun. Did you say that your kids aren't as much into space as you? How come? Yeah, but this is uh, space for them. It's more there. They have other heroes. Uh, hopefully, some, from time to time, I, 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 uh, they're heroes for them. Uh, ask me when, when they're grown up, when, when they look back. Because a lot of stuff, uh, and I said that nearly in every speech, uh, Steve Jobs said in a Stanford speech that the dots of your life and career are connecting backwards, not frontwards. A lot of things, what we all do, make sense when... Uh, 
when you're looking back. But uh, doing a planning, you can do that maybe in the school as a kid, when university, but when you're in, in business life, you don't plan a decade. Uh, but when you look back two decades and then you say, wow, that makes really sense if you look back. Thank you. Um, you know, SpaceX, it still sounds for a lot of people as just an unreachable sci-fi. Um, but Is it? It's not, because we are using it in everyday life. I would like if you could just tell me, how does it happen? How does it happen that we take something that was firstly used for space, it was sci-fi for us, but now it's part of our everyday life. How does that happen? Yeah, I think the, 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 the biggest problem uh, uh, the people have that they don't see it. And the best example is just uh, open the window, looking through the roof here in Prague, and you see a lot of satellite dishes. That's the space of the last millennium. Uh, that's old space, yeah, because we are used to that. That was satellite broadcasting. So, and, um, and, and, and the space, the most innovative or the most inspiring one, this is the reason why I joined also the space community nearly 20 years ago, are the astronauts. That's cool. That's uh, society stops exploring, stops progressing. So that's inspiring. Yeah? That's cool, travel. It's about people, about, uh, uh, not about robots and machines. Marvel is a nice robot with uh, Hitchhiker to Galaxy, but it's about people. You know, we, we, we want to have see the, the humans in, in that and, and even talk to them. So that brings the, the emotions across. Um, but space, of course, it's, it's, our, it's bloody business, yeah, I would say. It's uh, building the infrastructure of our digital economy. When we imagine a day without space, you know, that, that would be really tough for us. Because first, I think after a couple of hours, we would have a problem here with the light. Because our uh, electrical grid is managed with the time signals of the satellites, of the navigation satellites. This is also used for bank transactions and credit cards, but also our cell phones might not work properly because the base stations use that time signal for synchronization. So navigation is more than just finding the map and, and the airplane is landing and the ships are routing because, sorry, I think all of the captains, they, they learn it maybe in, 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 in the universities to navigate with the stars, but now they use uh, the genus SS in navigation systems. And also we are, so maybe we'll be depending so much uh, and I remember the time where I didn't have the navigation system and you, and you travel to Italy. Poor, you have to read the map, which is not so easy. Huh? So always in the buddy rules, uh, who is reading the map? So that was my role. Do, do you remember how to do that? I cannot because I was two years in the, in the Air Force in the military. There you know to read the map because otherwise you're just not picked up. You know, if you're in the wrong part of the forest, you walk home and that's 20 kilometers. Oh, you find to read the map. So this is, but I think nowadays you don't learn it anymore. Now, do, why you, you should. do your own kids know how to use that? Uh, I, I always joking that my, my uh, that we have entire generation which never gets lost beside the iPhone runs out of power. So therefore you type it in and you say, Siri, drive me or go, or show me the way. And, and Uber is doing the same. So we're really depending on that. And that's just navigation. And telecommunication, uh, telecommunication is the same. We would have not satellite TV. We would not have international calls. We would not get live connections to the Olympic Games. Uh, so that would be a problem. And, uh, and not even talking about the future of telecommunication. Maybe we have still time to that. And Earth observation is the same. No weather forecast. Yeah, And, and the, the worst is that our military would become totally nervous because they, they do not see what the neighbors are doing. Uh, or far away neighbors, or I don't call them enemies. But so I think this is uh, we are used to that. Uh, 
to, to this information we get. The thing is, you don't see it, you know, when, when you have a book, you hold it, when you have a cell phone, you hold it in the hand, you see, see the... Re so it's a little bit remote and distance, and this makes the things so, so hard to, to catch and to grab. But space is, is a business uh, which is really driven by, by the digitalization at the moment. Yeah, no space sounds kind of apocalyptic. By the way, to be honest, uh, I remember learning how to use maps. I wouldn't be able to do so. I would be the same. Okay, we, we do the test with the forest. <laughs> my iPhone died. I couldn't, I couldn't. My, my, my navigation skills are horrible. So that's just to say that not only the kids are... Uh, are depending. Um, let's now talk, uh, talk about a little bit of tech transfer and the repurpose of space technology. Um, there are plenty of examples of stuff that were used plenty, uh, that was plenty used in space, and then their purpose kind of pivoted. Uh, people usually celebrate Velcro, like the hook and, fa hook and loop fasteners, um, sometimes sneakers, the blow rubber molding, digital cameras or solar panels. I would like to ask what's your most favorite space tech that was repurposed for something else? Yeah, it's, it's a su super, super old one. And, uh, but I love that because it, I love the crazy transfers because having a white paint for painting something white in space, we have a lot of interdisciplinary transfers. So something which was really developed for a certain purpose and you change the purpose. And, and this is what I also say when we speak about tech transfer, uh, we are pretty good in recycling glass, uh, uh, paper, plastic becomes better. But when we look into our recycle rate of our innovations uh, and inventions, we're pretty bad. Yeah. And uh, I would say so that, and these are our most prejudiced ideas. So why using a patent only for, or a technique for one thing, not too many, yeah, developed. So one thing is, when we stay maybe with the automotive industry, is the heat shield of the, the, the Hermes shuttle. So I always loved that when I was head of tech transfer, uh, previous years ago, if something does not fly, because then the engineer had the pressure to do something with it, you know, they were open, you know, if they're super successful, they don't have so much the pressure to transfer it. So they had the pressure to transfer uh, this technology because Hermes was, uh, like the, the shuttle of the US, was not flying. So we used the heat shield making ceramic brakes which you find in uh, Audi, Porsche, Ferrari, lasting 300,000 kilometers, lies the cheaper, better. Um, it's the same with heat shields, uh, uh, which we transferred uh, also to the automotive industry. But my favorite one, and, and this gentleman um, is not with us anymore. He died a couple of years ago. He was a crazy professor for atmospheric research and, uh, and uh, ballistic and all this stuff. So he was calculating the re-entry uh, of the capsule in, in, on the moon of Titan the moon titan so and and uh, he was approached by a company and it, it's 20 years old this example huh? and, and this was a company making potato crisps chips you know and it, it falls down into the bag everything was becoming quicker beside this filling of these chips into the bag and they tried it but then they had crisp so it wasn't working so in principle he calculated the ballistic uh, structure of a potato crisp chip by this he improved the machine by double of the speed so as I like it because it's a crazy transfer. Or another one is uh, that the Vatican Library is using our data format, which we jointly developed with, uh, with NASA. 
but there is not the technology. No, I like the potato crisp better. Yes, you see. Because recently I've read an article about some, it, it was a similarly interdisciplinary and super crazy transfer. It was um, some deep, deep tech space laser uh, that was repurposed by one startup um, in, in our network to some skin booster uh, beauty industry. Ah, uh, yeah, I think this, now we have, this is something, maybe I think uh, this is what you mean. It's, it's called plasma which we had on the space station and and uh, this professor uh, was with the Max Planck uh, Institute and he's like hey, we can do with this cold plasma other stuff and what they did is uh, I want to on my skin right yes uh, it's it's for open wounds when you have people aging having diabetes they have a problem that the wound is not healing and you cannot always go with antibiotics there so and they go with a with a handheld device with a cold plasma over the wound which is sterilizing the wound so it's healing better uh, so this comes really from the ISS, but he said, and this is what I like, is that's a good example, but I want to have more. So he used the same cold plasma to fry uh, French fries without smelling or exhausting, uh, cleaning of exhausting um, the systems and burning processes. So what I really like, once you have this pattern thinking that you can do more than this narrow street row, everybody tortures you. Uh, uh, I think then you, you have to start that you think a little bit wider, then you get the big picture. I, I, I can understand why you think that innovative approach, uh, how, how you find that amusing, because uh, that's just, you know, from the movies when you, when you see those crazy scientists doing their work and you actually uh, got to work with those people, that's, that's uh, lovely. Uh, you also, besides a crazy scientists or semi-crazy, innovative, you also work with startups. And I would like to ask such a, like a little bit broad question. Why do you think it's important to uh, help and support the startup environment, um, specifically in this like tech difficult sector? Why don't you just give all the money to big corporates and tell them to do the innovation? It would be super boring. Eh? So that's the first thing and not innovative. So the first thing is I, I was entrepreneur myself. So I know what it means to, to burn in the midnight oil. And so that, that's the and when we did tech transfer, I said supporting startups is another way to doing tech transfer. Um, and, and they have even more parallels because we develop technology or, or systems which have to survive in a harsh environment. So a startup also has to survive in a harsh environment because nobody likes them, nobody wants to give them money normally, it's difficult, they have no track record, uh, a lot of people do not believe what they do, so that's the first thing. And um, But there's a, but there's even um, um, a structure behind and there was a gentleman uh, which was uh, teaching in Stanford, uh, Jim March, uh, he died two years ago and I'm, I'm a big fan of this uh, gentleman and he said uh, when you do innovation or when you want to foster innovation you have in a company you have to do two things you have to to do the exploration and ex exploitation so the exploration uh, is going to the moon going to Mount Everest going to the deep sea going to Mars this is do the crazy stuff the exploitation is making things faster lighter better cheaper and uh, when you are a CEO of a company, a company becomes old and bigger, it becomes less innovative. So as a CEO, you have to balance both the exploitation and the exploitation. Because one is the future, one is the existing business. And that goes back to our humankind and to you, to me, to everybody, to you. When we are kids, we explore every day because we have this curiosity. We learn, we make mistakes. When we become older, we exploit because we have more in our brain, which we learned. 
but you have to balance it. And this you have to do lifelong learning, you would say today, you have to do it until the end of your life. Of course, it's swifting a little bit. This is the reason why still a lot of crazy people which are innovative in business going around and surrounding themselves with the kids, with, which you're looking for, the curiosity, which we, I think all still should have. And, and this is how you can balance it. Because when you are bigger, working with startups keeps you young in the innovation mindset. You don't have to do that. Yeah? Then you become maybe uh, Kodak uh, uh, or other companies and you just wipe away. That's because in evolution, there's only two ways to survive. Involve or die out. This is what Mother Nature is doing. Involve or die out. There's nothing in between. Sometimes the politicians think there is something and pump money like the Germans did in stone cold subvention. So use funding the past. That's bad. Steve said very nicely, if you want to predict the future, you just have to invest into it. And I think this is why working with startups, they, they can take risks, they have no respect, uh, they have fun, they are small, they make mistakes. Big organizations cannot do that. So in this, you have to do permanently. Um, Alan Grove, once the boss of Intel, uh, and he made Intel big, he said, uh, as a CEO, you have to be panic paranoid. Uh, I agree with him, maybe not with the panic, but a little bit paranoid. So you have to drive yourself. Where is the, bef before being before the crisis, where are the innovation challenges? Uh, and Bill Gates said once nicely, success is a lousy teacher because it teaches smart people to think that they cannot fail. So this is when, when you're too successful, you become lazy, you become fat, you go to the autopilot. But again, we go back to nat nature, does not like that. Huh? If you're not moving, uh, somebody will destroy your business. And this is also maybe with, with all the startups and this the advice to the corporates and to the startups. All the startups knock on the door of, the, of these giants, of these companies. If the, if the corporates sometimes are too ignorant, too arrogant to open the door, it's their problem because then the startup has only one choice to kill their business and they will do it. Yeah, so therefore, I think it's, it's these cleaning mechanisms of evolution, which is also in the business. You mentioned uh, curiosity. Uh, maybe everybody seeks for it and maybe that's why NASA named even their rover with it. Um, and now, do you sometimes recall your experiences from your startup? When, the, uh, when you see the hardship of uh, today's CEOs. Yeah, this is, and, and, and I said that uh, always when, when entrepreneurship is not a sprint and entrepreneurship is not a marathon, it's a decathlon because you have to, I said that yesterday in, 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 in the Czech Space Week, uh, Space Solution event, because you have to do too many things at the same time, which is fun, but it, it makes the things also difficult. You know, it's you're like jongleuring with 15 balls at the same time, not three. Yeah? So that makes the things you have to hire, you have to build a product, you have quality problem, you have to raise money, you have to find the office rooms, you, you're growing, maybe you have to put the first hierarchy into, into your people. And uh, I was m last Monday meeting one of my old friends, which helped me with my company in financing. And, and uh, the worst thing I did, I had to lay off 100 people of 350 people, and most of them I hired myself. So this, this is tough, you know, this, it, it's hard because it touches you. Yeah? I think you cannot be even so cool and uh, might, might be there people exist, but not, I'm, I'm a person, I'm a people manager, I try to be one. Laying off people because you have a crisis, dogma, it's tough, it's hard. So and therefore I always saying, 
overcommitment leads to bankruptcy. You, by the end of the day, it's research is great. We need a product, but we also have to make money. And um, to, uh, to, to pay the salary of 350 people is much harder than to spend two billion into a government, into a government organization. Yeah? Spending money is easy, but earning money to pay the families behind it, oh, that's tough. So therefore, all of the people having doing that, and we, we, we were cash flow positive, so we, we made money. Uh, have, they have my deepest respect. Right. Well, um, that's really great to hear. And I guess that our startup that we have and with it uh, is a big Czech Republic incubates are glad to hear that you appreciate their hardship and that you know uh, what they are now experiencing. Uh, experiencing. Um, you said um, you came to Prague um, to visit Czech Space Week, right? Correct. You presented yesterday, you'll, pre you'll present tomorrow. Um, you also uh, celebrated yesterday uh, the anniversary of ESABIC, uh, European Space Agency Business Incubation Center in Czech Republic. Firstly, ESABIC Prague and now uh, ESABIC Czech Republic. How do you like their job? Yeah, I think the, I said it yesterday, it's, it's amazing because if you have a running system, when you have already an operation, then it's always easier to grow. And it's the same. So the, the, the big here in the Czech Republic, first in Prague and then in Bruno, uh, it was a start. They start from zero. Yeah? And, and I remember the, the discussions, which are the right parties, how we do it, what is the team doing. Every start is hard. Everybody who goes the first time on the skis or on the skates or on the bike, you know, when you have when you're um, used to this, that sounds, it looks easy. So this is what I really appreciate, you know, and then the, the, the branding campaigns they did, the, the, the emotion and the, the, the power they, the, the group put behind it. Yeah. And we were even joking because I think that we should have another KPI because there is a big Prague is the, is, is the center, which most of the uh, marriages in the other area, uh, the bigs have, I think we were three or four relationships have started that big, which shows me a, uh, no, but this is you. You love it. It's hey, there's something good because there must be a positive move of energy that people find each other. Huh? <laughs> so if it's a, if it's a bad location, they will not find each other. So I, for me, it's a good KPI. Maybe we should have that also in the commission. How many long-term relationship within the members are found because that is a good KPI to see that something goes in the right direction. Has to be fun and has to be good because otherwise. Uh, they would kill each other or there's so many jokes that uh i cannot say right now i'll, I'll just say that for later <laughs> is there apart from all the successful relationships <laughs> and marriages that, <laughs> that were created in uh it's a big Czech republic and with the uh, partners um apart from those success stories do you recall any startup incubati or alumni story that you particularly yeah know? of course i have to take uh, the, the the case with uh, uh, the recognition if it's a faked picture or not you know because this is again not obvious yeah i like not obvious examples and this is what uh, just to explain that's our uh, that startup uh, inside art uh, that uh, do a highly quality x-ray of pictures uh, like the one of the best in the world yes and this is something it might be not 5000 jobs uh, but i think there's something where you are will be world leading in a certain area and the people will look to to the city of prague for that so and, and this is what 
what, what you arrange with the big, and I think that's so important, and the discussion we have with other, uh, <laughs> not speaking about relations, you also build relations, yeah, because you bring startups together. So you play no, maybe not the, the job as a mother and dad, but or the uncle and the aunt. You bring people oh, together. Oh, I hope not in, in some of the yeah, it depends. Uh, that were <laughs> uh, but, uh, but you help the, the, the startups not for three months uh, this is when I hear, yeah, and we created a product uh, from prototype uh, to final product in four months. Okay, but software is already tough. Yeah, so you, it, this is what I mean. It's like raising a kid. Uh, it depends where the company is and which support they need. Sometimes it's mentoring and technology. Sometimes it's an R&D center. Sometimes it's only tech advice. Uh, I remember Lilium is one of the companies which just uh, raised, um, I think, 540 million uh, in, in September. It's the unicorn of their network, right? Yes, and, and we helped them when we, they need our help when they were four boys because nobody really believed what we do. So the first shareholder agreement, the big was writing. Now they can afford lawyers. They don't need us anymore, you know, they're grown up. But this is, everybody has a certain need in a certain stage of their career or their life. And this is our job. And therefore, uh, we were joking even yesterday, maybe it's the same business model like, like the Catholic Church. Not the mafia, uh, but uh, once in the family, you, you, you can stay in the family and still can contact the people in the big or all the cousins and brothers and sisters across Europe because it's not here. Theoretically, you have a relative across Europe. So that's a little bit the idea to really help each other for a certain time of two years, but still being around if you need each other. And I think this makes the difference. Yeah? It's not only the money and the tech support and the office and the people. It's really this long-term investment. It's this long-term commitment and long-term partnerships. Because I know everybody wants to make quick money, but it does not work. It does not work. It takes time to build hardware. Hardware is hard. Um, it's uh, one hell of a spacious family. I, I couldn't... Uh, uh, yeah, not space family, space. yes, the space yeah, family. Spacious. The Adams family, yes. Um, why do you think uh, it's important for such a small country, like a relatively small country as Czech Republic is, uh, to be part of ESA? So first, uh, you're not small. Luxembourg is smaller. Uh, and there are a lot of other countries which are much smaller uh, uh, than the Czech Republic. Yeah, to hear that. And, uh, and certain things you cannot do alone. Uh, and when you look into the history of the Czech Republic, uh, and I brought even student here in the 80s, and I was even working here as a student in 94, um, uh, which was a really cool time here in Prague. Uh, you, what did you study? Um, industrial engineering, but not here, but I brought students from the industrial engineering. We made the, uh, to Skoda Pilsen, to Skoda Matej Borislav, and, and you saw the change of the industry. So I think you have great universities, you have a tradition of good engineers in production. So therefore, you have smart people. So you have a lot of already good start points to do certain things. And, uh, and, and therefore, I think a, a state cannot be small enough uh, to be not innovative. Certain things, of course, it's easier to do not alone. You know, if everybody is doing the things alone, it's pretty tough, especially when we speak about space. And this you do in cooperation. And there, therefore, I'm a big, big fan in Europe. Yeah, because uh, you you rely on the parties and the neighbors. Most most of the time it works, at least for industry it works. You split the workforce and, and, uh, and, and then you can hold similar values. 
So I've and and I'll give also a space example. Uh, when when we look to navigation, and uh, this is it's, it's a joke. Eh? It's not a political correct one. Please excuse me for that one. But which navigation system? You have a plane. You sit alone. It's autonomous, flying somewhere. Which system would you give you the trust for your life? Or which system, other way around, do you think will be manipulated for the political, military purpose? A Russian system, an American system, a Chinese system, or the European system? And then the joke is, of course, the European system. There are so many people, they discuss... So, no, but... Uh, really? Does anyone discuss that question? Yes, but of, I, I see that. It's trust. Yeah, and, uh, I, I never, and I remember that I was in Asia and the people asked me, Frank, what is about uh, your navigation system when Galileo is coming? I said, I'm not responsible, but uh, why you don't take the, 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 the system uh, which we have, uh, you have now in China? They said, we do not trust it. So mm -hmm. Europe is a trusted partner in the world, you know, and trust is vital. Yeah, if it's the same with news, because through our many member states and the diversity, we become a trusted partner. Uh, and, and I like that. Yeah? This is something I, I was, uh, when I was in the military, there were still red planes, blue planes. You can uh, mention who was that. So, but it was, it was so clear where the good and the bad people, and, and I think that's wrong. And, and, and today, I think this is the beauty of Europe. We, we, hopefully, we can travel easily again, but uh, everybody can take the rucksack, take a train here in, in, in Prague, uh, a train station, and travel. Yeah? Ideally with navigation devices but, uh, to find the place. Uh, also this one, when I would do interrail, that was pretty tough huh? because there was no internet. You, 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 to, to book the tickets was really tough. Yeah? And you were abroad and booking uh, a youth hostel. Now you take your iPhone. So I think, come on, that's pretty cool. Our generation now, what, what they have in their hand with the, with, with the cell phone and traveling across Europe and the world without visas and other things. Yeah, yeah Europe is uh, it's great. <laughs> but when it comes to Europe, uh, it's sometimes lack in the commercial meaning or communication and branding area. And you know uh, what topic um, and where I'm getting with that, because I would like to ask you about the branding. Uh, because everybody knows NASA. It's so easy. Kids and honestly, uh, after working in Isabic, I know not just kids, but <laughs> Uh, they play with Lego, teenagers wear fashionable hoodies with NASA logo on it, uh, it's in the movies, it's everywhere, uh, it's uh, very recognizable on socials. Uh, why do you think that NASA has this brand and is so worldwide uh, recognizable? So first they had a little bit more times uh, than, than we in Europe, huh? that's the first thing. Then they have a little bit more budget and come on, the Apollo mission was cool. Huh? Come on, if this is not amazing, yeah, this was a, a, a moonshot, uh, everybody's copying that now. So and it has to do a little bit also with, I think, our culture. So and this is what I learned from, from working with Apple. We're a little bit too, now I'm super diplomatic, shy about the things. And, uh, and I copied some um, PowerPoint slides from our previous general director, Jan Werner. And which I still use because you see 2015 April when the first Falcon 9 was launching, uh, going back from space 
uh, on the spaceship, uh, no, what is this? Uh, just read the manual, autonomous uh, drone ship, and then just later uh, spaceship. It's 90 by 60 meters. So it lands and it's 30 meters, 33 meters, the Falcon 9. It goes down, lands, and then it flips and explodes. And then what the press has made out of it. And then you're the first was the American press. Falcon 9 almost landed, you know. How is the check system? It was marked as ABC or 123 in the school? None of them. What is the, what is the best mark? What is the best mark for a movie or... No, no, for, for when you go in the, in the school, when you write the test in the oh, school. Oh, yeah, mark, uh, one. Is a one. So, and the worst is a six, huh? Or five? Five. Five, so. So, um, the, the American newspapers say, okay, almost landed, I would say, is two minus plus, uh, three plus, huh? So, and then you saw what the German newspaper made out of it. SpaceX, uns unsuccessful another time. It's a five. Yeah, and this I say, and it, like they have fun with it. Yeah, oh, you see, ha, ha, it's not working. Yeah? So, and then you saw the tweet of Alan, and he said, uh, full it, uh, disassembly event, uh, um, uh, uh, ship is fine, minor repairs, exciting day. It's a one minus because he said, oh, my rocket was flying to space, turned it. Going back, going through the atmosphere, landing on 60 by 90 meters, which, sorry, is a fly shit from space. Eh? Okay, then it was flipping down. Yeah? And one year later, he managed it. So this is about not to stop. And this is what, why I like to work also with startups. And this is, goes back to the branding. So this is the reason why we started when, 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 I was, when we started the incubation activities, which was ESA internal, we said, no, we don't do it ESA internal. This was my decision. They said, no, we do it with partners because ESA is good in marketing, technology, payment. We have no clue about incubation. We are super bad in office space. Yeah? Look to our offices. And this is not who can do that. So what the bigs are is a franchise model mm -hmm. where we come with one branding, which you do, by the way, in the awesome. It's the ESA big. Everywhere, 66 location. And this is the reason why also the ESA begs the people when they see the budget behind. And the people, they're confused. Say, but this is little budget, the little people, because also of the branding. So theoretically, everybody can do that. So this is something where I say the ESA begs is a good example of what good branding can do with small things when you hammer it for a decade in the same direction. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, but we maybe we should you know kind of change our mindset and not see yes. the half empty glass. Definitely, the... and and use. And normally, I'm sorry that I have a suit because I see industry later. Normally, I'm sitting. Yeah, here I, with think the... I didn't tell. I need to say that I didn't tell uh, Frank that I'm uh, wearing my uh, funny T-shirt. So yes, normally I work wear in my 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 space solution T-shirt, my hoodie, my jacket, and also travel with that because. What you sell, you should wear. And this, I think, uh, we all should do it. Yeah, we saw a, a gentleman with the NASA hoodie in the elevator. Uh, shortly saw they should be ugly. No, no, it's, it's not competition, it's colleagues. Yeah? But this is something, take that, uh, I think we all have to do that. So Yeah, we shouldn't bully people, you know, just no. for wearing NASA hoodie. We should explain them what European Space Agency does. Number one, and telling or seeing that as a good motivator, why not five other people wearing ESA shirts? Yeah? And it should be much cheaper. I know this is, but we tried little with, with our small group uh, in, in, the, in the space solution. So I think there's a reason why all the bigs, they get merchandising. I love merchandise. No event without free T-shirt. We have to speak now with the Czech Space Week people where our free T-shirt is, by the way. Yeah? Um, and if you should, what story of European Space Agency would you use? Like if you should pick one? 
uh, to persuade people, well, Isa is super cool uh, and you should wear our t-shirt or our hoodie. Yeah, I've, my motivation, and uh, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it yesterday, this is, is, is the human space flights, you know, yeah. it's, it's the smallest of the smallest. It, it costs uh, espresso, every citizen in Europe, uh, if you're part of the human space flight, not all the member states are part of human space flight. I think they are the best ambassadors, they are great people, they... They, they have to fly once to be on the same cellar grade than me, so they don't do it for the money. They do it really because they want to do it, and, um, and, and I think that is good motivation. A society stops exploring, stops progressing. So if we can always say, oh, we don't need that. Of course, uh, if there was no need to, to cross the ocean. There was no need to invent uh, the steam machine. There was no need to invent electricity. Th this is the choice. Either you involve, or we go back into into the hole uh, and, and and living in in, in the forest. That's fine, but this is what what we want to have. So therefore, I think this is and and this curiosity and this 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 driving our exploration to better understand. Without space, first we would not even know that there is a climate change because that was Earth observation telling us and monitoring us and giving the data for Mr. Hasselman, which just got the Nobel Prize for that. Yeah, this was space enabling that we have an issue. The second is, and these are the pictures really the Apollo program brought back, how small and vulnerable the Earth is in the darkness of the blue marble. So this is why giving that view, I think that's because you see the big picture, you don't see borders, you don't see problems from space, you see it's damn small. And there's the shimmer of 100 kilometers with atmospheres. So this is it's your choice if, if you want to prevent it for the next uh, thousand generations or you want to screw it up in the next 10. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, United States of America, I'd like to ask uh, about your thoughts about the commercial commercialization of space and the meaning of SpaceX and Jeff Bezos. Um, do you think that something like that is possible in Europe? Yeah, it, at first it was, maybe we have not made out of it, but NASA is not doing commercial stuff. Yeah? Mm -hmm. NASA is not responsible for navigation, not mm -hmm. Earth observation, not telecommunication. This is NOAA or the Department of Commerce or other people. Yeah, So NASA is, is different from, a little bit different from ESA. First they have in-house research, they do human spaceflight, they do also military stuff. ESA is first, we are non-military and do all the stuff uh, uh, which is possible in space, including business. The majority of the budget of ESA is business. It brings telecommunication, navigation, is it's business, bringing really business to, to our industry, our future tech industry. So that's the first thing. When we're looking to, we had Mr. Tesla is not born in America. He was born in today Croatia. So we, we had all these entrepreneurs. And even the, 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 the Germans had a, a crazy engineer which built a rocket, but it was killed. It was in the 80s, Otrak. It's a nice story. Fly rocket flies. There's even moving related to that. I think Germans had more uh, rocket engineers in their yeah. story. Yes, it, it, has a, it has also a past where no, don't mention the war. Any, any any past but, uh, but, right wing oriented. Yes, but this is but this is but this is something uh, they, they they like to to put things together maybe yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think the, the Czech engineers come on. Pilsen, uh, Skoda, and Madlev, they have also history, you know, and, and a lot of things. So this is where you also have good engineers. Uh, and, and, um, and I think this is something we're good in. So and we have to be a little bit more trusted and think a little bit bigger. 
Uh, and uh, and so we... you think this level of the commercialization is possible in Europe? Yeah, look, um, we we have we have a lot of private companies. Money is not an issue, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, depends what they do with the money. Yeah, but because by the end it was not Sir Richard Branson who was doing the first risk. It was Ruth Bortin, 2004. Was it 2004? Yes, where they fly two times the X price with the spaceship mm -hmm. one. Maybe I don't know if you know the story. It was and this was funded by Paul Allen, a Microsoft founder. So you had entrepreneurs which reinvesting the money. So in two times within two weeks, 100 kilometer was the X prize. Uh, Benny was the pilot for the second time. It was from South Africa, and then Mr. Branson was coming and said, "Cool, cool, I want that." Yes, put the logo on it. But the risk was done by these two gentlemen, and then one year later they created Virgin Galactic, and then how many years they were late with the flight, and now they increase. So therefore, this is also something. Branding is super important because you can a little bit play that yeah. maybe late with your product. Spin, yes. Yes. They, they do spin that. Um, I'd like to ask you, you, you keep, uh, you know, remembering your work with the astronauts uh, because you worked as the head of astronaut department. No, in the... as I was head of commercial development of human spaceflight and exploration, titled that long. Oh, yeah. And the boss. Isa is great with those super long yes, yeah, yes. titles. I'm always trying to make them shorter, but I do fail. Sorry for that. And astronaut department is the boss of all astronauts. So that was my boss. And that, okay. And uh, how did you like the uh, work? Yeah. And, and, and as, as I said, I like them because they are great people. They, they, they do something for a mission. Uh, Thomas, uh, Matthias Maurer should uh, travel today, I guess. And, uh, and I spoke with one of them when we had yesterday. I like them because they're humans. And they, especially when they return, they stay humans. And, and, and there was an American astronaut who said, you know, first time, Frank, you do it for your country. The second flight, you become selfish and use the time and look down to the earth because it's so great. And the third time, you're totally selfish because you really use every minute to watch uh, out of the windows. So, and, and this human aspect, which are they're not high noses, they're not arrogant. And I really like that because that's a, it's a very good role model. It's a good ambassador for, for our kids that they work peaceful together. Uh, and, and there was a, a, a Scott Kelly was a, one year on space station. And then when, when I saw him in a Congress in Israel, he said, nice, you know, and then, and his brother's also astronaut, but he said, oh, flying 50, 50 days, so he's not really astronaut. Eh? So, and he was going to a space station. You go there one year, one toilet that time, no shower, no shower. All dive, every 10 days you get the same food. You recycle all the liquids, so you drink one year your own pee. To correct me, it's not your own pee, it's the pee. It's everybody's, your... yes. So, so, you shared the pee. And then he opened the hatch and said, I'm not sure if that was a good idea. <laughs> so this is, I like that because it makes them human. Yeah? And I think this is for, and, and this is why people go to, to STEM and why they do physics, why they do engineering, because we want to push the bar and the boundaries a little bit further. So therefore, I think we have great engineers here. We have enough money here. Maybe instead of art, let's do something more crazy. In aviation, we had that. In cars, we had that also in Europe. Yeah. Why not doing that in space? I think mm -hmm. we all have it here in Europe. It's just that some more uh, uh, people have to invest the money. So on Monday, I, I met two people which uh, were dealing uh, and working with them, and they put 18 million of their private money, their private cash money, into a space fund. Uh, and come on, 
there's, there's enough rich people which say, come on, we can really push it. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was not only um, uh, Elon Musk, it was also um, Steve Jobson, uh, which um, in, in DFJ, he was giving the money also for SpaceX in the beginning. So there are more rich people with, we can really push the boundaries. I think in Europe, sorry, we, we can do the same. I, I believe that. Uh, by the way, as you mentioned, the astronauts, they are being mentors, not just for other astronauts and engineers, but for uh, moderators as well. I remember Scott Kelly saying that the worst thing is that you don't know what to do with your hands. It's the and same. Legs. And it's the same with moderating. I just uh, okay. uh, keep playing uh, with my pen. Uh, now we're nearly done. I have just one small short uh, quiz. It's a binary quiz. There are no wrong okay. uh, answers. It's just like always A or B. Uh, you just say your your answer, but there's no right or wrong. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. New Shepherd or Crew Dragon? Crew Dragon. Martian or Interstellar? Interstellar. Teflon for breakfast eggs or Velcro for easy fastening? For none of those. Mars colonization or asteroid mining? Occupy Mars. Uh, dogs in space or water bears in space? Water bears. And flying with Han Solo or with Picard? Han Solo. <laughs> this, this is a nasty one because yesterday we were discussing Kirk or Picard, you know, because I would take Picard because of age. Yeah, because, because that, that seems like way more fun. No, because you're a nice guy for women. That's the trick, you know, but uh, but Han Solo. No, Han Solo isn't. But, but Han Solo, this is, you know, he has the cooler, much There's better ship. Yeah, it's a Millennium Fork. Forget the Enterprise. Millennium Fork is much cooler. Uh, well, okay, and thank you for your honesty. <laughs> uh, thank you, guys. Everybody, thanks for watching. Enjoy uh, Check Space Week. The rest of it, uh, you can watch everything online that was recorded here, or attend in Brno at uh, Thursday, which is tomorrow. And thanks, Frank, for being here with me today. Thank you for listening to us, and uh, do not forget, we all need more space.